you and me, Febreze. Na 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 na. There's a there's a good question for you. Mm. What brand jingle is stuck in your head? JG Wentworth. The heck is that? Called JG Wentworth. Eight seven seven cash. No. Eight seven seven cash. No. I've never heard of that. That's a lie. It is. It is not a lie. That's a lie. You've heard it. Called JG Wentworth. Eight seven seven cash. No. Eight seven seven cash. No. What about you? There's so many. Like uh, Chevy's Like a Rock. Like a Rock. Oh, that's like, that's old. Yeah, I have, yeah, ne- for I have sure. not heard of That's like dusting it off. Uh-huh. I, I remember sh- Kit Kat. Yeah. Break yeah. me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. That's a whole thing on <laughs> The Office. You're listening to the Gift Horse Podcast, a red pill commentary on life for your ears only. And now, here's Tim and Connor. So I actually have uh, a topic I wanted to bring up and talk with you, and I want to get your cold opinion, so you do not know what I'm about to uh, get into. Uh-oh. So um, get ready. Is it the thing that we talked about that we weren't going to talk about earlier today? Or are we... No. Are we, oh, we're, oh, okay. So now I am really... It's really cold. Well, I gotta, also, I, look I, wasn't, up like a, I wasn't sure how much you were listening when I actually was talking to you earlier. Because yeah. I mean, I give you about forty-five percent of the time. What were what were we talking about? <laughs> I want to go into popular Mandela effects. Okay, I think it's really interesting how you remember one thing when it actually never was that, and then you try to trace back to okay, I must have confused it with so and so. But it seems that there's a lot of people who have the same sort of idea a, a misconception of yep. something that's actually very popular mm-hmm. and interestingly enough it didn't really start until obviously nelson mandela passed away do you remember what year he passed away i actually think i remember looking this up at one point because i you know looked up the uh, why was it named after him uh, because people believe that he died in prison or something like that in 91 or 89. And then he actually died in like 2007. Um, I mean, my, date, my dates are probably off. but <laughs> So Nelson Mandela, uh, most people thought that he died in prison in the 1980s. Okay. Uh, when in fact he actually died in 2013. Okay. And then that's where uh, the mass media started creating, you know, this whole thing. Uh-huh. Because I guess it's the influence of media maybe getting their sources wrong that causes confusion for people because now we can look up anything we want uh-huh. and you know be misunderstood or whatever uh-huh. so that's where it all started when nelson mandela died in 2013 i'm just gonna go ahead and run through a list mm-hmm. asking you to see how many you get sure okay um berenstein bears on there that's one of them yeah uh, okay i remember that one i okay. thought it was bernstein or berenstein or i can't remember does the children's book character curious george the monkey have a tail no that is correct okay he never had a tail even though he's a monkey Uh, yeah so i don't want to know the story of what happened to this poor baby monkey Uh i think i also saw the animated series with my kids so i would oh i I probably got that one you know check the box well this will be a good test for our listeners to see how many they get right nice see if they can beat connor how do you spell the Berenstein Bears. I think it's B-E-R-E-N. And how do you spell the end? Oh, is this the part that matters? Yes. Oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> S-T-E-I-N? It's actually spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. 
Mm, that's it's not true. Stain mm. instead of Stein. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> okay, sure. I, it's one of the Mandela effects. Um, Our reality is being erased. My childhood memory was right and uh-huh. you're wrong. Uh-huh. 100% accurate. <laughs> um, does the Monopoly man mm-hmm. wear a monocle? No. Correct. Dang. He does not. Uh, two for three. Two for three. I think they confuse with Mr. Peanut. Uh, I think so. The yeah, top that makes hat, sense. Yeah. The top hat, yeah. yeah. Top hat, mustache, and the cane. The cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you spell the Flintstones? Oh, that's an excellent question. Uh, yeah. Um, F L I N T S T O N E. Yes, that is correct. Yes. A lot of people think it's it's Flynn without the Flintstones yeah. instead of uh, Flintstones. The Flintstones. Yeah. How do you spell Looney Tunes? L O O N E Y. Um, doesn't it have a double O? Tunes T O O. Oh no, that might be Cartoon Network. No, that's T O O N S, right? Looney that's Tunes? that's the effect. It was uh-huh. never T O O N S, even though that makes much more sense. Okay. But it was T U N E S. Okay. It's hmm. always Looney Tunes. Huh. Okay. Was Mother Teresa ever declared a saint? And if so, when? Um, uh, yes, she, she was, and I think it was by St. Benedict, not John Paul II. Sorry, Pope Benedict. When? Uh, when, it wasn't after her death because she was blessed for a longer time. Uh, but yeah, I think it was actually Pope Benedict. That still didn't answer my question. Uh, I don't know when. I, I mean, I'd say 15 years after, uh, maybe 2008. So people uh, think it's in the 1990s that uh-huh. she was made a saint when actually it was in 2016. Okay. So not that far away from when Nelson Mandela died. Okay. So that was actually, I think that was Pope Benedict then. Yeah. I don't think anyone no, else will get no, that was Pope, unless Pope they're Francis, Catholic. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. How does Darth Vader tell Luke that he is his father? See, I think I know this one, but I always answer it incorrectly. Uh, incorrectly, incorrectly. <laughs> Even that was incorrect. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, it's no, I am your father. Not, Correct. It's that not is, Luke, I am your father. It's yep, no. From the movie, I from that scene, he says, no, I am your father. Nice. Instead of saying, Luke, I am your father. It makes so a lot of Star Wars people cringe. Five for eight? Yeah, so far. In Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, what does the evil queen say to summon the mirror? This mirror, is little... mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one, one of all? Incorrect. That's what mm. most people say. Okay. In, in fact, she all she says is magic mirror on the wall. Oh, that's it? She doesn't summon it? Well, that's how she summons it. Magic oh, okay. mirror on the wall, magic who is the fairest on one on the wall? wall. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Instead of mirror, mirror. I'm maybe sure maybe mirror, that... mirror probably came from the actual story from, yeah, yeah maybe it came from something i'm not sure where the, it's traced back to but um who is the mascot who helps prevent forest fires smoky the bear his actual name is smoky bear smoky bear okay yeah, there's no the <clears throat> uh-huh yeah i, I think people I, i've put always that called him there. as smoky the bear yeah smoky the bear yeah i've, I've heard smoky bear before smoky yeah. bear mm-hmm. how does the song we are the champions end uh, he doesn't say of the world at the end. Correct. Um, Even though the lyrics uh-huh. show that as the finished song in the recording, we Freddie Mercury does not finish the song with of the world. Yep. It's very good. Very good. Thank you. Uh, uh, is the name of the show Sex in the City or Sex and the City? 
I have no memory of this place. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. Your guess is... is I've I mean, never seen the show. I've uh, only heard of it. I think it's it. in the city. It's actually sex and the city. Okay. This conversation makes me feel uncomfortable now. Because <laughs> we're talking about some, like, chick flick. Uh-huh. Chick- <laughs> yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell the brand Febreze? F-E-B-R-E-E-Z. I don't think that there's an E on the end. Actually, there is an E at the end. I lied, there's an E on the end. There's no that. two E's um, with the breeze. So it's Brez? Yeah, yes. Or it's a super E. Like it's F-E-B-R-E-Z. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that one. And that's a lie and they spelt it wrong. I know. The company should rebrand yeah, immediately. Their company needs to Febreze, get on. Febreze, you hear me? We'll sponsor you. <clears throat> you had one job to do uh-huh. <laughs> and, you, and you messed it up. Febreze. 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 How do you spell Kit Kat? K-I-T-K-A-T. Boom. Correct. Right, People next. think there's a hyphen uh-huh. when there's there never was. Um, how do you spell the last name of Cruella in the 101 Dalmatians? C-R-U-E-L-L-A. Her last name. Oh, DeVille? Um, I mean, it's not D E. Apostrophe V I L. I think it actually spells it out as like De Ville, you know, D E space V I L L E. But that might be from the storybook, but I mean, that's my best guess. It's actually spelled as Devil. Really? It is? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Instead of Deville, like most people. Okay. You know, so I assumed incorrectly. So how many you got there? I think that's seven for 12. Yeah. So you got seven right out of 12? I think so. Okay. Well, kind of where we're that, at. That is the rank of Connor. Thanks, everyone, for um, participating. Th- there are more, but um, some of them aren't very much. Like, I, I didn't know anything about the others. But, um, yeah, let us know what you how, what you guys scored for that. See if you guys beat Connor. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, there, were, there were a few of these that I, uh, even typing it up, I messed up. I was like, oh, wait, that's not how you spell it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lost spelling stuff. Well, that's why I head for the Mandela effect. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was kind of curious about your dream house, Tim, just because I've been looking at this tiny house movement lately, people putting houses on the back of trailers, you know, mobile uh, homes, yeah, mobile homes, building yurts out in the mountains. Mm. What is your dream house? What do you think is like the pinnacle of a dream house? Like we could talk about efficiency. We could talk about well, there has how, to be a loft. Okay, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I've never, I've never dreamed about my dream house. Okay. Um, all I see are mansions and uh-huh. really cool setups, apartments. You know, overlooking a great skyscrapers and stuff. And yeah. it really would depend on where I was in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I if I was a bachelor, yeah, I would love to have. You know the top penthouse with overlooking this huge city. Okay, where it's very sleek and minimalistic, mm-hmm. having all the cool. Like I want the the TV to come out of the ground, mm-hmm. and then when it's down, and you have a clear floor and all that kind of stuff. Nice. So yeah, I so minimalist, minimalist, efficient, mm-hmm. tech, modern <laughs> apartment. I can dig it. So yeah. Yeah, I've just been reading a lot of uh, new construction methods, how like people are actually mixing like concrete in with styrofoam and then uh, pouring pouring it into like wooden forms and building these basically these super lightweight but concrete walls 
essentially mixed with styrofoam, so super lightweight, but they're still still mixed with concrete. And then what they'll do is they'll put like rebar in the middle of it, and then they'll clad it on either either side with like stucco to give it its strength or integrity. And I thought that that was actually really cool, really efficient, and it's about a quarter of the price of a conventional house if you do it correctly. And I mean, not that that's my dream house, but I mean, I think for what it is, I think that modern building styles have have been the stick frame structure that we've kind of designed or designed ourselves into a corner and they fit these codes and regulations, everything like that. And I think we that was going to be kind my of follow up question, yeah, kind of progress from that. I think if we all could deregulate it just a little bit, I think we'd have much more creativity. I mean, it would have to pass some sort of safety, safety standard, um, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting though. Just kind of all of the new ideas coming into play. Yeah. I always thought about, what are the regulations and codes for people building their own house? Uh-huh. Because it's not like people who are out in the country who are building their own house. Yeah. They have to like report it. I mean, if they, anyone who purchases the land, they can do whatever they want with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For the most part, unless you live in an HOA. Well, that's yeah. A neighborhood, but like mm-hmm. I'll say on the country where you yep. have acres, you know, mm-hmm. and you start building your own house. Do you have to follow regulations or does, do, do does like the County or the town have to, discover that you've made you've built a house and they have to come and make sure it's up to code or tax you more for the property or the real estate like how does that work uh i mean it's different county to county it's um uh, i mean i wouldn't tell anybody Uh, if you plan to live on that land forever then yeah i wouldn't tell anyone um i think it has to be up to a certain code if you decide to resell it though and then it'll get appraised and depend upon safety of the building that kind of thing or you know someone does a walkthrough and says hey look you made a concrete wall out of styrofoam. Um, you're gonna have to fill, you know, you're gonna have to fill that in, or build a new wall, or this house cannot be lived in, kind of thing, or they'll condemn it, that kind of thing. So, I think, uh, yeah, kind of depend upon your own creativity if you have your own little plot of land that doesn't have any government intervention, mm. which I think is the dream. But uh, maybe our listeners think otherwise. <clears throat> what else you got for me? <laughs> I went on the house building tangent because I've been I've been mulling over this for a long time, and I think um, at one point, if you had asked me back in like 2017, I would have said I want to live in a yurt. A yurt. Is yeah. that like the grass roof huts or whatever? No, it's um, I, I think you know a thousand years ago it was yes, but it's much more modern now. Cow hides up top is kind of the hmm. is where it, where it came from, uh, and then you would wrap. Uh, canvas around the sides uh, but modern ones now are you know some sort of plastic composite uh dude you super can drape lightweight. the whole house in canvas and you're good to go yeah mm-hmm. that stuff is great very yeah. durable mm-hmm. i think it's all about sturdiness too making mm-hmm. sure it just doesn't blow over like if a storm happens you can feel totally secure yep. i think i take that for granted with our house because mm-hmm. like we'll have raging storms sometimes and i'll hear you know the house creaking or stuff against the windows and I start to contemplate, uh, when was the last time this building, you know, was checked for like the roof is still intact or yep. there's no shingles that are going to fly off, you mm-hmm. know, cause I mean, with enough time, anything deteriorates. Yep. <clears throat> except yeah, I think Twinkies. the corner post of, yeah, <laughs> yeah except Twinkies, yeah. <laughs> the corner post of these modern houses though are four by four, you know, two, two by sixes. I don't know. I don't think that they're built to last though. I think that they're just put up really quick and you know, people collect their money off of, uh, essentially the 30 year renter and 
Hmm. And that's really about it. So I think if we found an easier way, I mean, there's even really cool projects people are working on now, like 3D, 3D printing houses. Yeah, yeah there's I saw some, that. Yeah, there, there's some of them that... Uh, that's have, incredible. Yeah, have even gone into like maybe like four or $5,000 to 3D print a house using concrete, cement, a cement mix that basically pours it out into concentric circles. Yeah, and you, you can design the layout too yeah. mm-hmm. of, of what spaces to leave open for different rooms and stuff. Yeah. I think that stuff is so cool. I love to see how modern innovations ha- have changed the convenience of basic things mm-hmm. like houses, you know. Yeah. Uh, the 3D printing, I think, is just the coolest thing. I feel like the best example that I've heard of the utility of 3D printing was NASA was reaching out to one of the people in orbit. And uh, I think the people in orbit were needing a specific tool that they did not have on hand. Mm -hmm. And so they sent the designs to their printer and they 3D printed uh, the tool they needed. Nice. like, boom, that's brilliant. Instead of spending how many dollars on a launch to Uh bring over a tool. (laughs) That's kind of the plan too, I think, with um, Elon Musk's Martian... Uh, colony, you know, basically send over the raw material. You you combine it with the landmass that's at that's on Mars, and uh, you know you kind of make it into a concrete sludge, and then you start three D printing there. So that way you don't have to bring anything with you, just uh, the plastic domes. That's a great topic, mm-hmm. uh, Mars. Oh, for sure. Life on Mars. Can uh-huh. we just jump into that? Because sure, yeah. I have questions. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm definitely not your normal everyday astrophysicist but uh but don't worry they're not scientific it's more so uh the legalities Uh uh-huh uh so let's say we colonize mars who's we let's say tesla okay tesla gets people into their rocket and they colonize and they they build an establishment for people to actually live Mm -hmm. in a colony um who has jurisdiction planet musk has jurisdiction so it would be his company that is the government um, or would there not even be a government? Would you need to have some authority? How could you start off where there was no person in charge? I think uh, pirate laws take effect at this point. What, what's pirate law? Um, pirate there are laws. no laws. Yeah, there are no laws. Yeah, <laughs> only the strong survive. Yeah, the Highlander. There yeah. can only be one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. if you're so far away from actual civilization and you've had to create your own, I mean. Who's coming to say what you can or can't do? I mean, you'd have to... On that point, it's just on the faith of other people in the structure that's been created. Right, because, you know? <laughs> I mean, you do have to go... You you really do have to go back to basics. Yeah. When we're going to Mars with the intention to colonize, you really do have to go to the basics of humanitarian laws. Of, hey... We will killing somebody is bad. Uh-huh. Sabotaging is bad. I mean, you have to go also to the root of crime. If it's like the root of crime is to benefit yourself, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a selfish act. Yep. And when you're going to Mars, a new colony, mm-hmm. we're all in the same boat of survival. Mm-hmm. Nobody should mess with anybody uh-huh. because we're all wanting survival for everybody. So there's no reason for crime to really. <clears throat> exist but you do have to set rules because eventually people are going to push mm-hmm. those assumptions of oh well i was needing this so i took theirs because they weren't using it it's like mm-hmm. okay well, now we're going to child laws but yeah. but you do actually have to start 
yeah, before anyone gets on the ship, before we start, you know, building anything on Mars, we do have to establish here are the ground rules. Mm -hmm. Don't touch anything or anyone without consent yeah. <laughs> I mean, that covers a lot <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i think um the people that would be selected to first go anyway would probably be a pretty high caliber and probably would have some sort of yeah they would have to they know, would have to go through arbitration like background created checks. between you know right, one man and another it's also like the people who are going to be creating the first martian babies yep isn't that weird like that having weird. kids they're not they're no longer uh well, I mean, they're human, but they're no longer like their citizenship. Mm -hmm. They're not born into countries or places. They're on a different planet because mm -hmm. they're they're considered Martians. And it you are choosing these people to start the population. So you yep. do want to bring people who uh, are stable, mm -hmm. like let's say mentally, yep. who are physically in shape. Yep. People who have the highest caliber, high intellect, to offer. Yeah, high sure. intellect and ability to reason. I mean, I feel like these would be somebody would have to sit down and it's like, all right, let's go through the, the standards of what everybody going to Mars needs to have requirements. Yep. What would some of your requirements be? Like some of them would need to be skilled in certain trades, right? Oh, yeah. 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, I think you would need to have engineers first i yeah. think um there would have to be I, I mean the martians an excellent example of what would probably go on you would have a botanist there you would have a doctor you would have you'd have the the pinnacle of you know uh what humanity has to offer that would lead the charge in that kind of way um and then eventually you could start you know lowering lowering input level dependent upon needs mm -hmm. right okay well marsh Mar martians need a plumber now and you know, right start sending the start sending them that kind of thing so yeah that's so strange like <clears throat> when you get there you do have to go through okay here are the bodily functions we all need mm -hmm. you know like eating uh relieving yourself yep um cleaning yourself bathing yourself mm -hmm. uh, all, all these things that it really breaks down to you can't survive in Mars atmosphere, mm -hmm. so you have to be in controlled biomes. Yep. So, why go to Mars if survival is is not just challenging, but it, it's a if a planet is not naturally able to host human life? Sure. Do you think it ever was supposed to? Are we going to a planet that we shouldn't be going to? That we're not purposed to live on? I mean, if you terraform it, I still think that it's going to have its drawbacks. I mean, I think uh, the the equator of Mars has storms that go from like 100 to 500 miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, you can only how live can you, how in can you certain sections of the... I, I, it's all due to uh, particulates in the air, you know, the dust, that kind Would of thing. Would you have to like build up walls or something to kind of <clears throat> block or sanction, I mean, I, section off, like just angle them to continue going, but just away from the colony? I mean, I only know one or two of the modern theories. I think one of them is to nuke the the ice ice caps, right? And basically you create water on the uh, on Mars. And then when, when you do that, you know, that all of the partic particulates will settle down. And then on top of that too, you would have to cover the cover mars in um some sort of like algae or fungus or something like that just to you know cover cover the bases something that takes in 
can't remember if it was nitrogen, it puts out oxygen, something like that. But yeah, there, there's like a, a 200, 300 year period that it would need to be terraformed. But during this time, though, there would be camps, you know, camps mm-hmm. in bubbles. Yep, uh, biomes. Be, yeah, biomes being supplied from, from the world. So if you were on the team, the agricultural team, sure. what would, you're talking to an assembly of people, knowledgeable mm-hmm. people. What's the first thing you guys are growing? Um, I What's mean, the most useful uh, vegetable or fruit? I actually think fungus is first and foremost. Um it can it, it creates an environment that can grow um, any anything else you know the well, that's the, a byproduct of growing other things right no the fungus came way before vegetables you know um, oh. in, in evolutionary standpoint but uh, fungi uh, basically takes in the dirt or the the death decay of other organic matter and um, transforms it into you know new life. new life yeah wow. uh-huh. so I think bringing over um, mushrooms, mycelium, uh, other other sorts of yeah fungal creatures first and foremost would be beneficial to seeing how to transform the soil. Right? Mm. Uh, there's been research here um, that shows that, um, that we've been using <clears throat> mushrooms to convert um, like oily rags and oily messes and oil spills and trash yeah. trash spills and, and everything you could possibly imagine uh, radioactive material right mm. uh, if you grow mushrooms in it right if mm. you uh, biologically select which mushroom you want to grow here or there or you splice the genes or you edit the, the mushrooms uh, understanding of how to break down different compounds you know you can you can delete radioactivity from certain materials you can um, you can soak up the oil mushrooms will eat the oil uh, that, that kind of thing so I think, um, yeah, fungi have the most opportunity, first and foremost, in order to understand how to terraform the earth in order to, in order to make it more habitable, to start growing the things that really matter, like potatoes or <laughs> mm-hmm. crops that will sustain any environment and, you know, keep putting out food. Okay, follow-up question sure. to that, to that point. Uh, since you do have control of the substances that you will be naturally growing or and or bringing over, mm-hmm. what are some natural elements you should not bring over that would cause like things that we deal with here on Earth uh-huh. that we it's out of our control now. It's it's bigger than all that. Uh, like, let's say the um, like air, air pollution in mm-hmm. a lot of areas, yep. not having clean water, trash. Like, how do you get rid of the trash on Mars? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Like, what's some, what's what are some things that you would want to have on Mars that is natural, but does not have any sort of um, it's not leaving a not leaving a trace a trace i get I, I don't even know how to phrase that but uh-huh. like uh we don't even know what causes all forms of cancer could mm-hmm. that be from the stuff that's in our food you Probably. know could have yeah. could have been something with our animals that are now eating something that we've produced into mm-hmm. the fertilizer and stuff like what what is a substance you would never have it related to anything else to bring like would you not even bring seeds because they would need to be like completely disinfected in a controlled environment like uh, yeah I, I think seeds are a perfectly you wouldn't bring animals to to bring yeah not not at first yeah for sure but i mean that, animals are a part of every environment though um you would bring animals that don't destroy the environment I, i'd say like um like uh cooney cooney pigs have you heard of those right i've heard of them yeah they're basically like a, a, a midget pig 
yeah. or a dwarf pig or, or uh, a, a teacup pig. Yep, teacup, something like that. Yeah, yeah. they still produce. Um, <clears throat> they still produce a lot of meat for how big they are, and then they also they're natural grazers, and they don't uh, uproot like uh, wild boars do or uh, the more conventional pig breeds mm-hmm. out there. So you would want to have animals that you bring over that basically help the ecosystem grow. Or at least provide more sustenance than <laughs> yeah. uh, consuming. Yeah, I, I'd say you wouldn't bring chickens. You'd probably bring ducks instead. Chickens. Would you, would you bring goats? Because um, goats can provide, you know, the dairy side of things. Sure. Yeah, I, I, mean, I guess uh, you wouldn't really want to bring anything to slaughter. Why not? Yeah, you because you have, dispo- you have to dis- you have to you have to dispose of like the bones and stuff, the remnants. Yeah, the bone, the bone. Well, I mean, what 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 feeds the plants though? Bone meal. So that would just be put back into into the earth, yeah. Grind it up, eviscerate it, or, yeah. or the Mars, or the Mars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're thinking. Ha! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now we're thinking uh, on all cylinders here. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't bring resource-heavy material. I wouldn't bring avocados. I wouldn't bring rice. I wouldn't bring. I mean, that's, that's high just maintenance my, stuff. Yeah, that's just my personal assumption. But I think that mm. you know NASA engineers are probably would agree with me on that point. Like, you don't bring something that consumes the basic necessity for humans to live, right? You don't bring something like an avocado plant that's going to absorb the water that 10 people could drink kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. Just because they want avocado toast, that kind of thing. Yeah. You don't bring rice because rice, you know, rice patties are, uh, they absorb a crud ton of water, that kind of thing. So, yeah, and there's a lot of maintenance to <clears> that exactly. as well. Yeah, uh, evaporation off of a rice patty too. Yeah. Okay. You're wasting resources, yeah. Next question. All right, let's roll. This is fun. <laughs> what would you bring over for people's mental states? Because there's going to be conditions Uh that we're going to come up with for emotional states that develop on Mars. Mm -hmm. Like it could be uh, uh, earth separation anxiety. That could be something, you Uh know, where there's something on earth that provides this natural comfort that without, we're just now realizing, Oh, humans are going to be reacting erratically Mm-hmm. Uh, being away from their natural planet. Yep. So maybe this is a condition we need to counter. So what would you do to bring a level of comfort to a colony on Mars? Like, I see pets. Uh-huh. Pets are a great source of comfort for a lot of people because, mm-hmm. you know, they're things to take care of. It's other life. It's th- getting the, their feelings off of themselves and onto something mm-hmm. or you know someone else i can see that yeah but it also is uh, resource heavy yeah it's resource uh-huh. heavy and, and it's not uh, gonna be provided for meat at the end yeah. would you bring any insects yeah yeah that'd have to be like worms super controlled things that yeah. help the the soil mm-hmm. yeah worm worm castings um i mean it, worms won't thrive in sand you know worms won't thrive in in soil that lacks nutrients, right? So you got to start with, you got to start with the air. You got to start with adding stuff to the air. You've got to start with the soil. You've got to start with adding stuff to the soil. Then you've got to start with, you know, the plants. Then from the plants, you've got to start with the smaller creatures, the insects, the bugs, the worms. Then from there, you've got to, you know, natural predators. Then from there, you've got the bigger, you know, the bigger creatures that can sustain mankind. So. It's going to be a horrific day on Mars when somebody sees a fly buzzing mm-hmm. around. Well, wouldn't it be a good day, though? No, it'd be like, how did that get here? Uh-huh. You know, someone must have brought larvae or something. Yeah. You know? Well, it pollinates. It and then you have, pollinates to, then you have to think about, okay, do we kill this fly or do uh-huh. we let it create more that we can benefit from? Uh-huh. 
because flies don't really benefit anything. Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. They benefit frogs, yeah. <laughs> but I mean yeah. like natural things like plants and stuff. They don't really pollinators. I mean, do they pollinate? I think so. Yeah, I mean smaller plants. I, I mean, they're always they rubbing their hands and scheming. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, get rid of all the flies. I agree. I, I think bees would be a, a big big thing yeah depending on oh, man if we can variety. have some to you know well, uh-huh. well that's a whole nother question like why are the bees dying what's uh-huh. going to happen when we have no bees can we create artificial honey that's a whole another rabbit whole trail topic and yeah. we're we're currently 36 minutes nice. into this first episode so i think this talk on mars uh-huh. is going to be a two-parter because yeah, cool. i, I like still it. have so much to, to ask yeah, so uh let's more. resume this conversation in episode dos nice and that's all the time we have for today's episode of the gift horse podcast thanks for listening and be sure to stay tuned for more episodes to come